back to part two of our conversation with Stuart Wiley from Cricket Australia. In part one, you would have heard so many great, rich conversations around the strategy lens at, at Cricket Australia and the impact that that is having on participation. In part two, we really deep dive down into grassroots and what it's like being a volunteer and also those initiatives that are really taking place uh, right through club land in, in cricket right across the country. So we hope it is of interest to you and we look forward to hearing your feedback. Stu, so it leads perfectly into uh, your hat. So you can you can change your hats now from the the role, the position into the president side of things. And the presidents out there, they're going, you know, that listen to our podcast and go, this all sounds fantastic. We don't have the resource, or we're a big club, we're a small club. I know you come from a quite a quite a um, quite a big club uh, in Fitzroy. There, what's putting the president's hat on? What are your thoughts around the conversation we've had so far? The strategy lens. How does it feed through to the presidents and to the and to club land in that in that participation? What what what's your thoughts or um, you know speaking or considering other presidents' um, opinions on that? It's a great question. Uh, and and firstly, thank you to all the presidents that sort of coming towards end of cricket season, assuming they listen to this at some point in the in the near future. It's uh, yeah another massive effort across you know a, a tough twelve months to to get us towards that. I consider myself really fortunate in most industries, like forget sport, any industry, one of the things you're trying to do is to be able to put yourself in the feet of your customers and understand how they look and feel and access stuff. And I crawl around a storage shed at 10 o'clock at night in the dark in the middle of winter when it's freezing because I'm trying to find the the hoodies that we put away over there or or, or what have you, right? So I can, I I, I get um, what a lot of presidents' lives look like because I still, I still do it. And it's it's a nice reminder that things that look really really easy on a whiteboard aren't, or aren't always. So I think cricket's got an inch, and and to be fair, it's probably traditional sport more generally. It's probably not cricket specific, but got an interesting challenge here around. We as a society need to work harder and harder to get kids and their families into uh, recreation, act active recreation, but particularly organised sport, and. Yeah, most people of our vintage, older, even slightly younger, would talk about how critical, forget forget sport for a moment, this is agnostic, how critical sport it has been to their development as a person, let alone anything else. Like the things we learn through sport, I, I'm really sort of biased and passionate about team sport and the things that that teaches how to, you know, leadership and working with people and, yeah, groups and accountability and, and other bits and pieces. So that's really important. It's harder than it ever has been to get kids and their families into that. Some of that's covid some of it's COVID just accelerating trends from before that on screen. So you've got that coming with volunteer-run organisations who are, in lots of cases, not all, struggling for enough volunteers, doing their best to keep the lights on, increasing requirements, whatever, right? So there, there's a there's a gap between those two forces coming together. So I think one of our challenges is how do we, how do we collectively, because it's not... I can't do much from from sort of jolly mon on our own. How, how do we collectively, as a system, support volunteers to cope with that misconnect or address that misconnect? So, are there ways which in are there ways in which we need to look at? So, cricket blast as an example, parent pays, right? So, there's there's a financial model that sits underneath that that covers the cost of the kit, uh, you know, some other costs and and the co- yeah, con- contribution to the club or the person running it. Do we need to look at that? And and I get club president hat on. The answer would be yes. Give us more money, right? But like, it's not always that 
that simple. But how do we look at that in a way that might help get some of these things run that don't create more work for a volunteer, but get the volunteer the, the benefits of those? So how do we best do that together, you know, for the growth of their clubs in their communities, uh, for the ongoing sustainability of their clubs in their communities? Because it's it's if you're not growing, you can very quickly start going the other way. So it's like tr trying to maintain status quo and a balance is really challenging. I've found just in, in my experience as president and talking to other presidents around around us. So how do we best do that is is something that we're working through. Now, I'd love to have the answers, but I'm not going to come up with them on my own either, right? So the team are working through it. We're going to need to work with the community. What's the right balance? When's the right time to do this or, or to do that? But we've got to find ways where we can get these op opportunities open more often because the, the the and again already hopefully displayed by cricket sort of tragic bona fides come grown up in clubs love club cricket but we need to be able to create other entrance points in not expect everyone's going to jump to wanting to play cricket the way i still try to play it on on a saturday so we need to find ways to do that that don't add to a volunteer's burden but equally are respectful and working with volunteers not not running around them or, or some of those other bits. So there's, you know, sports like basketball have multiple ways you can play and engage and it all connects in through to a club system and, and, and what have you, but there are multiple ways that you can actually come to that point. What's cricket's equivalent of that? How do you do that in a way that works with with volunteers? That's that's where we're heading and you know, want to get into those conversations with the community. We're not going to solve it on, on our own. Now, Stu, last question before we get into King's Corner and, and off the back of you um, touching on volunteers over the last six months state government has invested into understanding the impact of COVID on sport in the last uh, couple of years in, in trying to assist clubs to recover so team at leisure networks have been working pretty pretty hard in trying to find the, the data or collect that data um, from a Bowen region perspective but for you as, as someone working at Cricket Australia or you as a club president how have you found the last two years? Now, I don't want to speak about the challenges because everyone knows that volunteer member retention, financial viability, mental health of members, engagement and the like. What are some of the success stories for you as a club? Has there been some engagement strategies that you think, oh, didn't think we're ever going to do that, but now we have with something that we're going to continue to do or were there innovative processes to engage members or think, oh, righto, we might do this next year or we might do that the following year. What are some of the successes you've found from a club moving forward over the last two years? Yeah, so I'll, I won't I won't go into the negatives, but sort of starting piece being it, it's it's been tough and and sort of focusing in on on some shining lights through it. But it's it's interesting. It's a little bit like coaching, right? You try to in, introduce constraints and people find ways to to respond to the constraints. Take yeah, you teach kids various bits about whatever you're trying to coach them in, or adults if you're trying to coach them. So, uh, what have what have we done locally with the club hat on? And I can draw it back if you want me to. Just remind me at the end of it for some of the stuff CA or or we've done with the states. But with the club hat on, we've we've spent this predates COVID, but we, we've been really big on getting our older juniors and our younger seniors coaching. So some of that's by smart experience. I think it's great for for their development. Some of it's been addressing need. COVID's exacerbated that because we haven't been able to bring you know, the player out from the UK that we might have done for the four or five years before that that would fill some of those gaps. So it's forced us to go a little bit deeper, which means you've got to put a little bit more work into how you actually develop 
the kids as they are in this case to actually be comfortable that they can go and deliver it and coach. So it's been really positive um, having because I've, I've been on the ground with, with a number of the kids doing it, not not of mine, others have been doing it, but like because you're seeing real growth, like you're seeing massive step ups in, in these kids sort of becoming like really prominent leaders of groups in a, in a short period of time. That's it's been fantastic. Uh, it's one of the challenges has been, uh, yeah, you normally go into the local school to promote to try and bring kids out, so you haven't been able to do it. So it's a sort of shocking, narrow example, but my daughter is a fantastic promoter of the game. So uh, last year she decided she wanted to play. I said we need three more girls to fill the team. She dragged them out of the school, just demanded the kids come down. The the best bit was she gets to the end of it. She goes, Dad, why are you on the phone all day? Your job's not that hard. Uh, which I thought was quite funny and sort of a marker of her attitude. But anyway, so um, finding other ways to reach out to the kids in the communities has kind of been something we've had to do. So we've mobilised parents through parent networks in because Edinburgh's kind of spread over six or seven schools where we draw kids from. So, you know, I, I can talk to the principal really easily and comfortably at the school where my kids go, but less so at the other schools. So we've mobilised parent networks to do that bit. Uh one I love is we've brought a couple of younger people on onto the club executive. And so if you look at child safe standards, the other bits like voice of, of kids and, and these guys aren't kids, but they're they're only just legally adults, uh, you know, coming onto the committee and, and being a key part of those those roles. And it's just brings such a different voice. Just a reminder, as much as it doesn't seem like it was that long ago that it was us, it was. Yeah, it's just a reminder, a different voice, and, and they then feel empowered to go and help. You know, develop and spread the club in in other environments. So, uh, brought a couple of younger people in that way. Uh, yeah, that they're outstanding young leaders in the community. So we're very fortunate. But we've 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 done some of those things to find ways to fill sort of resource gaps and and holes. A couple of different things on sponsorship, which is probably not worth labouring, but just found some different ways around things. Uh, very grateful for sort of government support that at times where the finances were hardest did really help us get through. And yeah, a couple of different different events. You sort of cut the open air things and other bits and pieces respond to COVID. But some of the, some of the big ones have really been the opportunities we've created because we've had a need, like we've needed people to do it, and then the development we've put in around that to bring our young people even further through. That's fantastic, and it's great to to hear that youth are engaged in more ways than just batting and bowling or or fielding. There's obviously that coaching aspect. There's committee-level positions, which hopefully cricket and sporting clubs as a whole have done already or on, the, or on the cusp of doing so or even thinking about it. So I think youth and everyone in general have missed out on sport for a long time and be able to engage in different ways and see the, the game or sport from a different lens is, is certainly important. Now, Stu, King is corner. It's back for season three. I'm interested to see what Michael brings to the table this time around because I reckon it's going to be a pretty hard-hitting question. So maybe just a couple of um, straight bats in there, I think. Well, I'm thinking this is about the moment because Stu's just played everything beautifully. I'm going to bring in the left-arm Chinaman for this this part. And I, I don't know if he can play it or I'm not sure if he's got experience with a, with a bit of spin, a bit of movement. But uh, we'll see how we go. What do you reckon, Stu? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Normally, where I pull, I get tired and pull a switch hit out and get out. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. A Glenn, a Glenn Maxwell is that the Glenn Maxwell switch hit? Is that his? I think I think Glenn would be upset with the direct comparison with how bad it looks. But 
Yeah, attempted <laughs> Glenn Maxwell. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I'll take you to the subcontinent to the, where the conditions are hard to play. That's where we're going to go. So with this piece, um, it's really just a conversation and a chance to get your opinion in because with all the amazing things that Cricket Australia have done for many years and everything that we've listened to today, which is really outstanding and it helps the work that we do, Tim, on the daily, really in that in that relationship and the, the continued growth. When you know that a product works, it's easy for us on the ground level in community sport to actually actually su- genuinely support it and back it and get behind it. So, you know, we've, we've talked about, the you know, the benefits, you know, of uh, big ba- when the boom of the Big Bash uh, came through, Ashes victories, women and girls, particularly the women uh, holding all the trophies in, the, in sport at the moment. But then taking it outside and flipping that a little bit, in recent times, there's been conversations around the Big Bash. Is it too long? I know we can't get our international players over. Does it spread too long? Is there too much cricket? Have the rules changed too much? And as a result, has it got a bit hard to watch? But then the other thing that was topical for a long period of time and still is, is the, the, the issues and the controversies that happened with the Australian men's team a few years ago, the the recent uh, times some issue, you know, around the, the, the coach and some things that happened within the, within the playing group there. And I know that's quite quite far separate from junior participation and the love for the game, but it does infiltrate through because these kids are, you know, they're they're role models, they're superstars to these kids. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts from the inner sanctum on what experiences you have, what you have to do you deal with or not deal with, and then is there actually an impact that you have to see and you have to work with at a community level to really move past uh, what's happening on TV? Good question. Yep, uh, I think I. I I'll try and do it. I'll try and answer it in a few different ways. So, firstly, I mentioned this before when you're talking about size of some of the junior programs and the like. So, people are particularly interested in cricket because people are engaged with cricket. There's a passion piece there, right? So, if that wasn't there at all, you've got a problem. So, the the, the fact that anything that happens in cricket is newsworthy is is a good thing. Now, we want positive role models, positive engagement. You know, people being. Uh, you know, setting benchmarks that you know kids want to aspire to be their heroes and 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 the rest and, and sometimes that doesn't you know, some, you know occasionally moments happen where that's not the case and and that that is problematic uh i would say it tends for the most part with some exceptions to have a greater impact on the volunteers who are a bit like us more engaged with the day-to-day of a sport than kids so when those things happen, yeah, you know, sometimes because we keep our kids away from that stuff. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes kids aren't that interested in the news, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but it it, it makes a difference for, for us, right? So cricket, when big stuff happens, it brings attention to it. It does give us a boost of participation in the community level. The challenge is when it happens in that respect. So when 2019, World Cup, we did much better than expected. The men's World Cup had a great competition, fell just short in the semi-final. Women's Ashes, we dominated. Men's Ashes, great series, you know, drawn series, but we kept the trophy. July to September, when we're out in the market trying to get kids to register for cricket, phenomenal, right? Makes a massive difference because it's primetime TV. The way that the hours work with the games in the UK, like it's happening at 7, 7.30, lots of attention. And even though the footy finals, depending on where you were around the country, you know, for code, were, were in full swing, 
cricket was still absolutely front and centre. The Big Bash has done an amazing job and still does an amazing job. So it's still the most watched sporting league you know, on a per-game basis. So I think, um, yeah, what's the Mark Twain quote about the, you know, the stories of my death have been you know, greatly exaggerated or the demise has been greatly exaggerated? Like it, th- there are so many sports that would you know jump over themselves to have the big bash or their equivalent of the big bash it's every night in summer you know if not a million then they're all but watching it you know and and, and it's there right and kids love the color it is bringing kids in one of the challenges to growing on the back of that is typically crickets had less open in the second half of the summer for kids to go into and that's one of the things we're looking at as to how at the entry points not for all junior cricket but the entry points do we do we make sure that's the case now, now, in saying that, um, yeah, some of the feedback on the Big Bash is valid. You know, we've had it from the players, we've had it from fans, and we know we've got some work to do on that, and 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 we're doing it. So I've spoken a lot about, you know, where we're at in strategy build with a community and a participation lens. The work is happening on the Big Bash. How do we do it? How do we take something that is still very, very good and take it to the next level in terms of being pioneering not just in Australian sport, but but around the world. So we're not we're not rejecting the feedback. We're not sitting on our laurels. We're absolutely looking at how do we take that to the to the next level. But it's a really good base to be working on, despite COVID. And you got to understand, we're the first major sport in Australia to deal with the Omicron surge, which, as we all know from our own lives, was different in terms of how you can manage around that than than the other surges. We got a whole competition in, so. Yeah, were there issues and gaps in bits of it? Yes, but we had a whole competition in and, and we played it all the way through. So it, it's a big and strong base to build off, but we've, we've got to do that work on building. And then on the community lens and the participation lens, we've got to look at how do we make sure that if your kid gets in absolutely inspired, gets the bug from the big bash, there's something for them to go into when they hit term one at the school. And so we've made some headway in that. Savantes have done some great things to being open in term one, as well as sort of programs that start in term four. But we, we've got to get bigger and better at that as well. So just just to finish off on that, because you, you've, an, you've answered it beautifully, from your perspective or, you know, as a, as a president or, or volunteer, which is really nice to hear, is that a lot of it's kind of built up in our own heads, a little bit of what's going on or what's happening on TV, and it's discussed around, uh, amongst a group of volunteers at training, group of volunteers at, at school or, or the supermarket, and there is there is effect there, but the conversation, you feel like the the – not the pressure side of it, but the heavy weight side of it is in that space and not so much filtered through to CA at any level outside of the participation lens. We're, to be clear, CA, we're taking the feedback on board and and, and working on it, right? So we're, it's not like, hey, there's no problem here. We can't see anything. Yeah. Uh, but it's some of the heat and the, and the extent that comes with the noise, right? Like people respectfully are... Uh, yeah, maybe maybe you guys are doing it here, right, to get a view an audience up. But people are trying to get people to read their paper, right? They've got to, you know, news tends to get sensationalised to a point. So I'm not saying there's nothing there. Absolutely the opposite. We we need to react and respond and and you know chart the path to be bigger. And our Dobson and the team are working on that as, as we speak, and we'll continue to do it. But the doom and gloom that goes with it, like there is still a lot of people that watch the Big Bash. We are still seeing lots and lots of kids sign up for cricket so it's i mean we know what it's like right sit around you know sit around a cricket club so it's an it's a nice reminder to get runs because you don't have to deal with it for as long <laughs> as you can ignore it while you're batting but yeah you sit there people will go 
why they pick Sean Marsh for this team? And I'm like, they didn't ring me. Like, like respectfully, <laughs> George Bailey's not ringing me, hack playing third grade local cricket against Stu. Who do you think we should bat it for here? Uh, so, yeah, and some of those other bits, right? Like, that's, I mean, it's great because it means people care. Like, and if people don't care, it's a much bigger problem. It's like if your partner at home stops actually raising the bits that you're doing that aren't any good for you. People stop caring. You've got much bigger problems. It's not to say you ignore the concerns, but the the care matters. We, we, we've just we've got to do our work and continue to support it. I do think there's a little bit of like we we all like to jump on a subject now and like join in the kicking. Like I. Um, I guess my ask for people you know, that are passionate about it is be constructive, but don't, don't join the kick on just for the sake of it. Like, you know, if we love the sport, this the Big Bash is a key vehicle for the sports future. So so we need to get it right. So constructive stuff's great. The, the pylon doesn't really help. Thanks, Michael. Another great King's Corner. And, and Stu, very well handled there. Might have been blocked out of Maiden. Um, so I was trying. I was just trying to get a couple through there, but he did that really well. Well, well played, Stu. Yeah, I reckon you're you're probably more a second second grade cricketer. I reckon after that, <laughs> and a promotion. <laughs> but Stu, as we get to obviously the the uh, the end of the episode, and we obviously want to thank you for your time with us today and being able to chat through cricket and what that means from a from the top level at CA, but also your involvement with local and community cricket and no doubt what we've spoken about today assists not only cricket clubs, but also other sports as well and, and their members. So appreciate you being in, uh, open and honest. And I know that you you do have a another commitment straight after after this and we've tried to keep it within our um, time constraints. But yeah, just a, a big thank you for, big thank you to you and all the work that you're doing at, at uh, cricket Australia, but also at a, a local level. Is in terms of presidency, is that something that'll continue to to flow on post this cricket season, or it's or reassess? I, th- I think so. Um, it, it, it's a bit like immediately after a big game. I reckon February is not a great time to think about those those things, and I'm sure many of the listeners are in the same boat. So I, I do just yeah before finishing, just cricket uh, volunteers, other sports volunteers, a big thank you. The, what you do in the community really does matter, and uh, yeah, going above and beyond around jobs and lives and kids and families at the best of times and learning COVID. So, yeah, thank you. We I know we all love our sports and love talking about it. And, you know, I'm really conscious I get the privilege of yeah, getting paid for some of that, not the volunteer bits, but um, you know, on on that. But, look, I think some of the present, we've got some exciting times coming up with the club, and I, I would like to nail that switch back to thriving that I spoke about at the start. So it'd be good to, uh, yeah, another year or two to uh, to get that moving and, and then hand the baton on to uh, someone to carry that forward. Stu, all the best for the rest of this cricket season. Hopefully your team and, and a few teams within the club are on the cusp of, of finals and, and potentially that ultimate glory at the the end of the season. And we look forward to, to following, obviously, Australia's men and women's progress over the course of this year. Um, there's some exciting times for, for cricket as a whole, that's for sure, and, and, and hopefully there's some eyeballs on TV screens or, or people are reading some positive things taking place in, in the media and, and not jumping on for the sake of jumping on if it's anything negative as you, as you touched on before. But uh, yeah, on, Michael, on behalf of Michael and I, just a big thank you for, for joining us on the Allen Connect podcast and no doubt the listeners have got plenty out of the conversation today. Thanks for having me. 
This podcast series will take our listeners through Leisure Network's journey, impacting people in our community through programs and services delivered. We will mix our industry knowledge with real stories and real facts that can better inform the community we serve. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation.